0: (laughs) The Catfish Weekly Web Show With Kyle Chris and Chuck as your host Catfishing is so much more Flavor that you're looking for It's Catfish Weekly Yeah, Catfish Weekly
1: Catfish Weekly is brought to you by Whiskerware Apparel. Get your catfish on. www.whiskerwareapparel.com Now here are your hosts, Lyle Stokes, Chris Wallace, and Chuck Davidson.
2: Hello, guys.
0: What's going on?
2: Trying to get uh, everything set up here. We got... Episode sixty-two for you tonight. We're talking the uh, what's up, March twenty-fifteen. Um, basically, things that have happened this past month with us in general, uh, maybe with you guys. Just sort of general catfishing talk. Um, things that are on our heads and stuff. Everything under the sun, you know. Right now, it's starting to. Uh, we're starting to get that weather where people are going to get out and be fishing. Um, so, you know, be safe out there, guys, and can't wait to get your tournament season started or keeping it going, all that stuff. Um, but for tonight, I'm going to start off with uh, with Chuck or Lyle, whoever wants to start us off on a little bit of uh, I think, Lyle, you were at your uh, Boat Sport and Travel show. Why don't you talk about that a little bit?
1: All right. We was at Springfield, Missouri uh, at the uh, – sports show this weekend and it was uh the first time for these guys They put on a really good show for the first time I had a lot of duck calls man oh man I never heard so many quacks in all my life Cindy and I set up across to, from a, some really really good guys uh, from Banded uh, Mallard company which produces some of the finest duck calls that I've ever heard in my life and there was a couple of really good guys. We had an awesome time with those boys. Uh, we done a couple seminars, uh, went really well, talked to a lot of folks about Catfish Weekly. We sold a few rods, sold some Cat River anchors, uh, just had a really good time. They was a, They had a few slow times for the show, but like I say, it was the first time, and, and they didn't have a really huge advertising uh um, amount of money to to spend, but they done really well. I was pretty happy with the way things went. We was we got down there Friday afternoon and set up the booth and was there Friday night and all day Saturday and all day Sunday and and uh, it really went uh, just pretty good. <coughs> the uh, the seminars we talked about general catfishing the first day and drifting and bumping and dragging baits in lakes the second day and everybody seemed to be really happy and. Uh, like i say the the show was it was uh we put the catfish weekly banner up behind us at the at the booth and then uh, the twisted cat outdoors and and uh black horse rods banners on the tables and uh uh we had people come up and talk about it and stuff and it was just just pretty neat it was a good show and and uh, I hope they do it every year that was the plan so uh we're looking forward to next year and going again we uh we also have some other stuff. And I guess I can go into that now. Um, there's some stuff that I wanted to discuss. <clears throat> and I know Chuck has some, some issues to visit about, and you do too, on this subject. Last week, <clears throat> we didn't talk about this because we was waiting for this show. There was an ad on Craigslist for people wanting uh, to buy uh, big catfish to take the pay lakes, unless you have commercial license, that is illegal in the state of Missouri. I immediately sent that link to the Missouri Department of Conservation to let them know that this was going on. Uh, And what they told me was that as long as they was buying them from commercial fishermen that had legal license, that there was nothing they could do about it. And what I recommended to them was if that is the law, that that law needs to be changed. I honestly believe it does. If you come from the state of Missouri and you capture a deer and it is alive and you cross state lines with it, I promise you you're going to jail. It's no different with a catfish. A catfish... Is a is wildlife, whether it swims, whether it's on hoof, whether it's walking, whether it's swimming, it does make no difference. If it is illegal to cross the line with a rabbit, a squirrel, a deer, it should be illegal to cross state lines with a fish. The punishment should be astronomical. These clowns are taking these fish over and putting them in these pay lakes. They're letting them be caught two or three times and then they're releasing them to the dumpster because they've lost all their body weight and they die. I actually called the guy on the phone that run the ad and he told me in an extensive conversation that I actually video or I actually recorded but I can't do anything with the recording except make everybody aware of what he told me that he really don't care if anybody likes it or not he is holding commercial license and he will buy them and he will take them to his pay lakes and sell them he also told me lies such as the fact as Once the fish gets stressed a little bit, he pulls them out and either puts them in in different holding lakes, as he called them, which I know they're small ponds, or uh, he releases them back into the wild. And I'm telling you right now, that guy's so full of himself, he is never going (laughs) to release the fish back into the water. Uh, I don't care what he says. He's just full of it. And uh, there's no reason to be like that. Uh, The guy... Uh, is a young kid. I know that he is. His dad's the one that owns the lakes, and, and uh, he's just doing what he's told, but that doesn't make it any right, and any more right. I asked him, uh, he said, as long as he's not breaking the law, he sees nothing wrong with it. I said, well, it's a moral thing. I said, don't you have any morals about you? And he said, well, our morals are about making money. Well...
2: Oh, we just, he might we might have lost him or he froze up.
0: Hold on, let him. That, that's it. He comes back. I don't know if he realized it yet. He's going that, pretty good. I think he's
1: good. Guys in Missouri, guys in Illinois, guys in Alabama, at nearly every state that has breeding size, trophy size fish are working very hard to get this kind of stuff ended. But the way that you got to go about doing it wow. is. Yes. Think, hang on a second.
2: Um. Last thing we heard was uh, you froze out, and then now you've got two of you on the thing. There you go. One just dropped. But the last thing we heard was uh, the uh, if you asked him if you had any morals, and he said the morals was about the money.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what he said. You know, they they don't care about anything except making money. So uh, when these guys tell you that crap. That's exactly what it is. It's a bunch of crap. They, they're they only worried about filling their hip pocket, nothing more. Um, I know that there's guys in Missouri, Illinois, Iowa, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and we're all working to get regulations done, but the way that you get your point across is you send email messages or letters or call these guys on the phone to every state department whatever they call it in your state, and tell them you need to get this stopped. I send emails to these people in the state of Missouri every week, several times a week. Whenever anything comes up, I let them know. They always answer me. That We have one of the top-notch conservation departments in the world in the state of Missouri. I'm so proud of these guys for what they do, and there's only so much they can do. But if everybody makes them aware that these guys are doing something wrong, it helps them to justify doing the studies and, and making sure things get done. So whether you're in Missouri or Illinois or whatever state you're in, contact your people, stay in touch with them, let them know how you feel. They they really do want to know so they make the right decisions. I honestly believe that. I, I'm very close with several of these guys and and they want to do the right thing. We've done a sports show uh, for the conservation department at our local high school here a uh, couple, three weeks ago, and I got to talk with one of the guys that is in the process of doing the studies on the, on the rivers right now. They are doing studies from where the Missouri River comes in, to the state over on the west side all the way to St. Louis and from the Mississippi all the way from where it comes in in Iowa down to St. Louis to determine if we need regulations on the rivers like we do on the lakes and I have assured them that we do but they have to make sure and they're in the process of doing these studies and we had a really extensive talk about commercial fishing and and nobody really is against commercial fishing Uh, what we're against is taking all the big fish out because those are the prolific breeders and they're the trophy fish. And if if we don't get it stopped, they'll never be big fish for for our kids and grandkids and their grandkids to catch. Uh, If we don't get it stopped, one of these days, a 20-pound fish will be the trophy fish there is. So we really have to get get a handle on this, and, and you guys have got to call these people and let them know how you feel about it. And so they understand when these tests are done. I feel confident that when they reach the pools below the Keokuk Dam, all the way to the St. Louis area, they're going to see that these commercial guys are are taking fish out in way too big a numbers. Uh, they're they're just not there. I mean, ten years ago we could go down and catch fish over 50 pounds just about anywhere on the Mississippi wherever we want to. Now you catch two or three a year amongst an area. And that's all there is. They've just cleaned them out. You know, when you take five and six thousand pounds a day out for several days at a time in the winter, uh, in the wintering holes, it doesn't take long to deplete the resource. And, and these guys don't care, uh, especially the guys from Illinois, because their conservation department is in kind of a bind over there for money. They went from 160 some agents to uh, 70 some in less than a year because they couldn't afford to have them all on board. And they got their commercial guys are on a honor system. They don't check them. They write in, tell them what they, what they catch, and they can write in anything they want. And nobody says anything to them, and, and boys, that's, that's wrong. It's, um, that state, I, I don't know what to think about them guys. They're just completely out of control on one of the things they do. I've tried to get the lady that's over the fisheries commission to be on our show and answer some questions and she seemed very interested and then when I told her that people would be asking about commercial fishing and and why the restrictions and regulations wasn't updated and that was the last I heard of her so I guess uh, from that perspective they don't give a damn one way or the other whether they catch all the fish or not and that's kind of the way it appears to me but um, Stay on these folks. Get them cards and letters and emails to them. Let them know that you don't think that's right. Uh, the regulations that the Conservation of Missouri has put on Lake Ozark, Truman Lake, and the tributaries is one of the greatest things that has ever happened to catfishing uh, in our state. I'm so happy that they got that done. We, we tried to help them. They, they worked really hard to make it happen and done a good job. Now, if we can just finish it and get it in all the waters of the state, then we'll have something to talk about. What do you think, Chuck?
0: Uh, yeah, you're exactly right, Lyle. Um, <laughs> when, when we was getting the regulations passed in uh, Alabama, um, the the commercial fishermen were right along with the, uh, the trophy and uh, regu- the uh, recreational guys. Uh, they just wanted to see these out-of-state. Uh, Guys coming in and taking tanker trucks full of fish out of Alabama back to these pay lakes. Um, When the committee meetings were going on, um, there was no fighting going on between the the Alabama commercial fishermen and the other guys representing the the recreational and and trophy fish. Um, It was... It was all Alabama against the out of state guys from coming in. The commercial fishermen were seeing just within three or four years um, already um, a decrease in uh, the krills that they were catching, just in not a short amount of time. Um, They weren't just taking trophies, they were taking um, anything they could get. because there was no limit. They could just fill those trucks up with catfish and go. Um, so the, the commercial guys, they were just as happy to see these guys get out of here as anybody else was. Um, there's, there's a few big fish that are going to be released in a couple of uh, large lakes or, or large ponds in uh, Ohio, but... Uh, Fisherman's Paradise Two. There's a commercial fisherman that owns those. His name is James Reed. Um, He's been gathering fish up all winter. Um, He's fixed and released three fish over 100 pounds. One close to 120. Um, You know, supposedly these uh, fish may have come out of the Ohio River closer to the Mississippi Pool, um, or where where the, the pool that's closest to the Mississippi, because the, that part of the Ohio River can probably be restocked a lot easier because it's closer to the uh, the, the Tennessee River and the Mississippi River. So, you know, fish do migrate back and forth, travel. Um, you know, so that it's going to be a lot harder to wipe out that area of the Ohio River. But um, a lot of people do believe that a lot of these fish, and they are reports that these fish did come out of, supposedly Mississippi, um, which is probably Pickwick, um, which Pickwick is considered a shared lake of Mississippi, Alabama and Tennessee. Um, you know they, these guys can come slip in and out of these um, these lakes. It's hard for these uh, wildlife guys to monitor everything that's going on so it's going to be up to everybody to keep an eye out and make sure if they see anything suspicious going on that they do bring it to somebody's attention um... you know if if somebody sees a boat uh... pull up by a bridge close to a slough, um, a low water bridge um, and, and you see uh, and there's no boat ramp around and there's a car sitting on the bank and you see some fish being transported from the boat to the car um, at that moment, there's probably nothing illegal going on at all because they probably don't have over um, their krill of 34-inch fish in the boat at the time. But what they're doing, they're getting rid of. They're getting rid of those 34-inch fish. They're getting them into that pickup vehicle and they're going back out to get some more fish from over 34 and doing it all over again. If these guys don't get caught with multiple fish over 34, in hand at the same time or getting across that state line um, there's nothing that can be done about it so um these guys uh the the wildlife people need to be notified um and so they'll know this is going on so they can monitor it and catch them in the act um if they follow them stake them out really good um they can put a stop to it but you know it's up to us to really help them uh with this.
1: Well, Chuck, there's one other thing that I forgot to mention, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I to, before I forget it, I want to bring this up. The only way that you can catch fish out of the river and sell them legally, as far as I know in any state, and I know it is in Missouri, is if you have commercial license. So people that are selling fish, whether it be to their neighbor to eat or to a pay lake, if you take money for a fish you caught on a non-commercial license, you are breaking the law, and the fines are pretty sturdy and as well they should be. Whatever they are, if they would triple them or quadruple them, it would be a lot more effective. Correct. Yeah, one, real
2: quick, I want to chime in a little bit, too. <clears throat> the whole thing, to me, there's quite a few things, and and... I'm of the mind, honestly, in the area and the things that I see where I actually disagree with Lyle in the fact that I think that there's absolutely no need for commercial fishing in the waters that we have. The inland waters of Indiana and the Ohio River, if you did not see, the Ohio River is one of the most contaminated rivers in the country, if not the most contaminated river in the country. None of these fish are, whether or not you hear the... the, uh, common oh well you know I'd have to eat a million of them to really affect me or whatever the thing is it's not the point it, It's if you won't go down to a local river and eat the fish out of the river because it's dirty the Ohio River's dirtier the fish in that are going to be worse and then a larger fish has even more contaminants in the body because it's that much older um, and, and Back to the the pay lake thing and the selling fish to people. There's absolutely no reason that a law shouldn't be put in place where you cannot have uh, in any sort of transport vehicle a live fish a, a that is um, going across state lines.
0: Oh, I
1: agree.
2: But, I mean, absolutely no reason. And if you do that, if if you you think about it, you you really you're not a sportsman if you go to any other place to like a high-fence deer hunt to catch a monster deer you're not owed the right to catch a monster fish that that's the other big thing the pay lake people like to say is well I can't you know I want to catch a big fish too and I can't go to the river well you're not owed the right to catch a giant fish you're owed the chance to go to the river and catch a giant fish like everyone else that's what your that's what your fishing license, your resident fishing license or non-residential fishing license gives you. The the ten or fifteen or twenty dollars to go to the pay lake and gamble to try to make your two thousand dollars because your food stamps are running out and and you spent your last twenty bucks to go there and do this, you know, is not the the answer to the way shit should work. And I'm sorry about the s word. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the way stuff should work in the real life, and you're not owed, nobody is owed a, I'm not owed a giant, you know, 14-point buck. I'm not owed that. If I go out and I I hunt a field and I get it, that's an achievement. That's something that I worked for. I I either scouted the area or even I put the perfect shot on it with my gun or bow, and it wasn't in a a two-acre high-fence, you know, area. Um, The same thing with, you know, with fishing, if you've got a hundred pound fish in a, a tiny little one acre, two acre lake, whatever, it's not sportsmanlike at all. It's absolutely ridiculous the fact that we even have this going on and it's not been stopped already. You can't go to public land, take deer, take raccoon, take fox, take anything, take it somewhere else, private land, and call it your own, and sell the rights to it. You can't do it.
1: It's well, one of the things that, that you, know, you, you was talking about disagreeing with me, I, I honestly believe that there is a need for commercial fishing, and the reason I say that is um, these guys do not have to, to take catfish out to make money there is plenty of carp there's plenty of Asian carp all these things can be commercially harvested they can make money on that and and I really don't have an issue with them taking the smaller catfish out because most places now I'm saying most places not every place but the majority of the places when they talk about overpopulation of fish, whether it be catfish or bluegill or crappie or whatever it is, is the smaller fish. There's never an overpopulation of breeding size, medium size, large size, anything other than the small fish. And I honestly do not care what anybody in the whole world says. It doesn't matter if you're talking about a catfish or a crappie or a beef or a hog. The best eaten stuff is the smaller stuff. When any th- kind of animal gets old, it's not as good as the younger stuff. So, them guys that say, Oh, I can fix that 100 pound fish to where it's fit to eat, no, you can't. It's still a piece of leather. It still tastes like ass. And it's never going to be what a three or four pound uh, channel cat's going to be. So, they can talk all that crap all they want to. It's just the way it is. You can Why make it I'm edible. Well, you know what it is what it is. You know you, you can make it edible, sure, but it's not ever going to be what a small fish or small beef or small anything is going to be. They're just better. You know uh, that's why that's why when they butcher stuff, they don't wait till it gets to be seventy years old. They get it when it's young and it's still good eating. But if it's so if it's so prosperous to to
2: to catch these small fish, why is it that? It isn't prosperous for them to just have their own small ponds and and have them
1: because them guys red. don't. That that's the way it should be done. I, I agree. That is exactly the way it should be done. But it takes too long to grow them to trophy size where they can charge people the amount of money that they're charging them to go fish at the lakes. It's a lot easier just to go out and steal one out of the river.
2: But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you're saying it's okay for them to take the small fish. I'm saying if it's okay for them to take the small fish, then why don't they just have their own lakes you know, breeding these small fish? They don't got to wait very long. And that's I uh,
1: you know, that's I'm talking about commercial guys. I'm not talking about the Pele guys.
2: I'm talking commercial guys too. There's no need for them to be a commercial fisherman to me. I mean I think yeah. that well, unless they're, they're not
0: ever gonna stop
1: that though, Chris. You and in
0: a contaminated lake is what Chris is trying to say, Lyle. The the they said you know, it's not, contaminated the not the fish are not meant for human consumption and there's com- commercial fishermen on the lake. Chris and is now, saying there's no need for commercial fishermen. Being on that river, if the fish are non-consumable.
1: Well, and, and that a lot of that depends on waters, and they'll come up with different ideas on on what mercury levels and PCPs and things like that, and it's different in every body of water you got. But uh, you know, if they're going to take, they're going to allow commercial fishing. We, I mean, we're going to have to accept the fact that they are going to allow commercial fishing. But the 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 numbers of large fish compared to the numbers of small fish, let them take the small ones, put a limit on them. You know, what they've done on the lakes is 10 fish per day per person, 2 over 34 inch. Well, if you put that limit on fish on the Mississippi and Missouri River, Missouri River, there's no commercial fishing anyhow, but in the state of Missouri, but if you put that on the Mississippi River, those guys are not going to go out there and target catfish because they have instead of having to clean one fish to be able to supply somebody with the amount of fish they want at seventy or eighty pounds, they gotta clean up twenty five or thirty of the little ones. It's a lot more work for them to clean them little fish than it is the big fish. You know, when they when they they can they can sell so much more, but the, the thing that really just burns me up is when they cut them fish up, you lose so much. By the time you cut the head off and the, take the guts out of it and the bones out of it and, and keep the good white meat and throw the red meat away, blues are the worst there is. You have very little meat left. And then there's some guys down in Southwest Missouri say, "Oh no, you don't know how to clean." Well, yes, I do. I probably clean more fish than they ever seen. The the thing is. When the commercial guys do it, they're not giving you the quality piece of meat. They're just giving you a piece of meat, you know. Uh, and, and, again, the, the best eaten of all is the small fish, under 5 pounds. Let's just call it under 5 pounds. You know, a lot of people don't mind eating them up to 10 or 12 pounds, and that's fine. But the better eaten, regardless, is under 5 pounds. Yeah, but yeah. the farm-raised fish, the farm-raised fish are, are a lot if you ever check them, uh, there's a different taste in a pond-raised fish versus a river fish. There is a difference in them. There's meat difference. You can just tell instantly when you eat one the difference between a pond-raised fish and a river-raised fish. Yeah, but the uh, I guess if, if,
2: <laughs> if there are states that have banned commercial fishing altogether and everybody's still alive and stuff, shit still goes on, You know, the world still turns... What's like? You know, I guess what's the point? Why do why do we have to have it if we do have farm-raised fish? I mean, I understand for maybe for uh, using fish for, for dog food or cat food or whatever else. You know, there's lots of other um, besides human consumption type uses for fish. But if we were to create the demand more for the fish that you know that that couldn't come from rivers and stuff, wouldn't it only increase the demand? for farm-raised and, and, there, and therefore make more jobs for people
1: that wanted to create farm-raised fish. and yeah. be able to make I'm all for family. that. I'm all for it and, and I understand that it would cost a little bit of money to get involved with that but to me from my perspective it doesn't make any difference if you're a farmer if you're raising hogs or if you're raising cattle or if you're raising row crops or if you dig a bunch of ponds and you raise catfish you're farming regardless uh, the fish that, that, like Ron Streeter says, the, the fish that's in the ponds, they eat pellets. They don't eat everything that comes down the river. you got an idea of what that fish is raised on, just the same as if you raise a, a calf to butcher. Uh, you pretty mu- If you raise that, that calf, you know what it's ate. You, you, you don't have to worry about whether it got into something or didn't get into something that you don't want it to have. Uh, the fi- river fish, you have no idea what they've a- eaten. And I'm not saying it's bad to eat them because, you know, I'll eat one if I want to eat one, if I want to take the time out to clean it, which I do not, but if I did, I would. And and there's nothing wrong with keeping fish to eat. There is something wrong with keeping the breeders and and over-harvesting the large fish out of any body of water. Yeah.
2: Okay. I guess, uh, do you have more to go with that, Chuck?
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay. when the uh, when these regulations were getting passed, um, it started probably seven or eight years ago. It took a good year, year and a half of, of going to these uh, these committee meetings and all. But Alan Newswander and uh, Brandon Price they were leading the charge. Um, everybody has their own way of doing stuff, and they believe in it. Alan Newswander, he is on Team Alabama. He's a grabbler. A lot of us trophy guys that rod and reel fish don't believe in it, but he goes out and he does the grabbling competitions. He was on the uh, the, the TV show, uh, the Kingfish or something, where they had Team Mississippi and Team Georgia and all these uh, hand fishing. <laughs>
2: Everybody, everybody's the charge freedom.
0: getting these state guys out so that just tells you something about um it don't matter how you believe in your sport um a trophy fish is a trophy fish and how it's treated um i mean these guys that gravel um for team alabama and them they handle the fish just as careful as we do Um, You know, they may hurt them a little more trying to get them out of the holes, may stir their nest up. But um, he was in there hard fighting, and um, they went to lots of meetings. They had letters from Bill Dance. They had letters from biologists. They had the uh, commercial fishermen. They in no time persuaded this committee that um, to stop the state lines uh, of these fish leaving so um, I haven't been able to shake these guys hands for it but they put a lot of time in that they said they would do it again that they really enjoyed it and had a lot of fun and um, they said they'll do whatever it takes to keep these uh, guys back out of the state but it it takes everybody to, to you know try to keep an eye on this stuff and they they have cut out live wells in their boats. Um, the 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 conservation boys are onto that. Uh, they talked to me about that last week um, and that they know how to check these boats for the cut out live wells. Now they've had classes on it and all that. They know how to inspect these trucks. Uh, The U-Haul type box trucks and stuff that have been caught bringing them out of state. Um, So they know what types of stuff they're trying to slip these fish out in and what will hold water and um, how trucks should be sitting and how they would sit with too heavy of a load. Um, You know, water is eight pounds a gallon. So it, it would take quite a bit of water to to uh, sneak out a few trophy catfish. So um, unless they totally redid suspensions on trucks and all, the um, you know the trucks would obviously give themselves away uh, by the way they sit and all. But the, these guys are on to it. I just want to make everybody aware to help help these guys out and um, you know just call the.
1: Chuck's having a hard time there.
0: Yes, he is.
1: Uh, Chris, I know you've got some stuff to talk about, but again, if I don't bring stuff up, I forget about it. And I do have something that I'd like to bring up if you don't mind.
2: Real quick, uh, before that, Pat Cat said he asked what size fish are, are breeders, and uh, Ron's answer is about four pounds or so. I believe that's probably
1: about right. I believe it's a little larger than that on on some breeds, but that, that'll do most of them. Uh, I think. Go ahead. Um, a couple weeks ago, or a week ago, whenever it was, there was a uh, one of the major uh, tournament uh, organizations that was holding the tournament out on the east side of the country, and uh, they actually put a video up. Uh, of some of the weigh in, and uh, there was a gentleman and i I don't know who it was. don't make any difference. Fish are hard to hold when they get of any size if they're in a live well and they get to jumping around. Things happen it, It's just the way it is. There was a roughly seventy pound fish that was dropped in this tournament. It was videotaped and it was put on uh, the internet. For everybody to see a friend of mine made a post about this that it, that, that was one of the things that we as conservation minded fishermen need to be aware of and to figure out a way to keep this from happening I agree with him a hundred percent his post was put on uh, this particular uh, tournament series site. It was removed. He was wrote a letter to not post on there. He can't be on it no more. Uh, that's very sad that a company the size of Cabela's would shun somebody for caring so much about a fish that they said something about it. Shame on you guys. You should be embarrassed for yourself to make a post like that, to, to, to put it on, on the air for everybody to see somebody drop a 70-pound fish to start with. You should be embarrassed for yourself, number one. Number two, somebody that's making a suggestion to make it better, to save these size fish, instead of telling them that they've done something wrong, you should applaud them for caring enough about those fish that we all love to make it better. You know, what we're talking about here is waistlings, things like that. Dave Ashby probably has the best waistling that I'm aware of right now on the market It don't cost that much, fellas, to get them if you need them. If you're weighing those size fish, if people can't hold on to them, if they're in oxygen-filled live wells where they're hard to hang on to when you pull them out, get some way, transfer them in dip nets, do something. Cabela's, I'm, I'm embarrassed for you for doing that to John because all he was trying to do was clarify the fact that these fish earned that right to live that long. You should protect them and take better care of them. You guys should be ashamed of yourself. I I know that definitely
2: Cabela, I think it's Cabela's that either Cabela's or Bass Pro, either one. It really honestly doesn't matter. Also, with the uh, was it last year with the uh, taking your pictures with the guys with their shirts off and and you know you have to understand that if if you really do. Care at all about the sport, you know, making money off of it has to do with keeping these fish around. That's exactly right. And I understand that, you know, you have certain things that you have to look out for, but there's absolutely no reason that you can or you should, um, if if what I'm getting is right, you know, basically block somebody for doing things that are going to help you give your company a better uh, representation in catfishing. Yes, that's
1: exactly what happened.
2: You know, that's, there's lots of things that do happen. There, there, you know, like you're saying, you know, when you're holding a big fish, somebody drops it. If it's on video, you know, there's, there's things that you can look at, and there's, there's suggestions that can be made, and it can all be in, in an adult, you know, um, intelligent manner to where that you can try to prevent these things from happening. It doesn't mean that you're always going to be able to prevent something from happening. But at least you can do, at the very least, is minimum, minimize the accidents you know, that's to, right. to the least you possibly
1: can. And that's uh, the point that was being made. You know, try to figure out a way to keep this from happening. It's going to happen, but you try to keep it to a bare minimum. That was the point he was trying to make, And and they not only took his post down. They sent him a a letter, and he's not allowed to be on there, make posts and comments anymore, get on their site. And that is so unfair for somebody that cares that much about a fish or a breed of fish or fish in general that they would shun him like that for trying to help them make fishing better. I'm just embarrassed for them.
2: And your company. He apparently was a fan of your company. He visited your page. He watched what
1: you had out there.
2: And was only giving helpful, or, or at least his input on something, and completely, you know, turning your back
1: on that kind of person. That's that's the fastest way to lose a lot of business. I mean, well, whatever they lose from it, they they have earned it. And and I know that Cabela's, as a company, does not do the tournaments. They are a sponsor. If I was had anything to do with Cabela's. The people that pulled that off of there and did not carry more about the fish and that I will promise you next year they would not be doing tournaments for me
2: that's that's exactly right I understand that you know you don't have full control but if you're if you're the primary name leading the uh trail or the sponsor or or whatever you do have control you do have uh, an ability to to make changes um and, and and do the right thing or make the people who are running it do the right thing or at least suggest
1: it very very heavily. Um, well, at the very minimum, these people that done that owe this gentleman an apology, and it should be a public apology on uh, a on Facebook where it was meant to be helpful, and, and it should be done. And if they don't, it just goes to show that they don't care as much about the fish as they claim they do.
2: You know, and and, and after sitting here thinking about this and talking about this, this is something that I right now just off the top of my head I almost think that I'm gonna I I'm vice president of ICA I'm gonna talk with the other officers I think that every tournament trail club should have the club themselves they normally all have baskets or something to weigh fish in yes they should I think every club should have two waistlings for big fish to be able to help get the fish up out of the boat down into the bucket or wherever needs to be done so that these fish aren't being grabbed by their by their jaws and hung over a side of a boat or dropped or or anything to that measure, I think that having a couple of waistlings that are, that are there and, and, and really encouraging the, the members and people who are in the tournament to use them when they're needed uh, would be a definite help on these fish.
1: Well, you know, we've been doing tournaments for nine years, and I have weighed a just a ton of fish, now, maybe more more than a ton. Of, I'm sure it was more than a ton of fish. And if you get these guys in the summertime, and a lot of us have, we run oxygen in these tanks. When you pull them fish out of them, Pardon me, of them live wells, they're a lot more lively than when you put them in there, I promise you. And a 10 or 15 pound fish, when it gets to spinning on your hand, you can only take that so much. And it's going to get away from you. So when you're talking about the size of a 70 pound fish doing that, it's really hard to hold on to them. Now, it's one thing to grab hold of it and hold it up where you can take a picture of it. It's something else altogether, to get it out of the boat in a basket or to someone else so they can get it in a way pan uh, it's just a you just got to care for these fish now if you drop a fish in a boat on a trailer on concrete on ground grass I don't it doesn't matter a 70 pound pound fish that paw, falls three or four feet you're not gonna tell me that there's not some type of internal damage get done to that fish and and probably it will not survive that fall because it never has felt weight, the weight of its own body falling. Because in water, you don't hit anything hard like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, that's you know that's that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to take the sport. We're trying to learn from the things that we've done in the past and, and improve and go forward and and. Uh, if a company like Cabela's doesn't can't take that kind of cr- criticism, things you're definitely going to have a, a
1: long road ahead of you. And well, I agree. I'm just I'm just appalled that they would care not care any more about that. Uh, it, and, and it makes me feel like they don't care about the fish. All they care about is seeing how much money they can put in their hip pocket which is what's wrong with 90% of the world today. Uh, and I understand it takes money to operate these tournaments. Believe me, I understand that more as much or more than anybody. But you have to take care of the fish. I promise you if you go to Kansas City Catfish to a tournament there, you will not see that kind of stuff happen. Brad takes care of his fish. If you go to Monsters of the Ohio, and by the way, Aaron Wheatley, I got one of them shirts on tonight just for you. If you go to Aaron Wheatley's tournament this fall, you will not see that kind of stuff. Aaron takes care of his fish, just like Brad does. All of the quality places do that. If you're not taking care of those fish, then you shouldn't be in the tournament catfish business. That's that simple.
2: Yeah, man. Like like we said, and like Slackline saying, a sprightly 10-pound channel cat can kick out of anybody's hand. And You're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, you know they get to spinning and, and doing their death roll and stuff they're gonna they're gonna rip your hands to shreds and it happens and almost every cat guy has some scars they can show you to prove it um you know so there's like I said there's things that are gonna happen it's all about it's all about limiting your 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 accidents and the potential for accidents as, as best you can and I honestly like i said I think have us having two waistlings available for you know at every single tournament and and the guys you know really knowing that they're there for them to use um i think it's a good idea and hopefully i can talk them into doing it and maybe some other tournament directors um will think that too and maybe they'll you know go and they'll get some ordered.
1: Uh, do, do you know chris do you not to interrupt you but do you know what dave gets on those waistlings? as far as i know they're the best on the market
2: don't know where he gets them or what. Do you he know gets? how
1: much they are, if you buy them from bottom blowers,
2: I can look it up right now.
1: I want to say they're like $39, 34 bucks, something like that. Well, you know what? A tournament series worth its salt will spend a couple bucks and get some wastelings, and I'm going to recommend that Alex and I do that, and and, and we're going to have to get some because uh, we've got to protect these fish. We can't. We do not have the right to complain about commercial fishermen taking fish out of the water if we don't take care of them no better than that ourselves
2: it looks like a large which is 50 inches long is 2650 and an extra large which is 60 inches long is 2970 so I'd go ahead and get some extra large 60 inch long ones um, you know for three dollars more and you're getting 10 more inches so just in case you have them you know there and available um, you know that's that's not bad at all so you're talking 30 bucks a
1: sling Yep. And 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 to save one or two fish a year, like I say, you drop a fish three or four feet, and out of a boat, a lot of times it would be more than that. It has no idea how hard it's going to hit when it hits just bare ground or grass. You let them hit asphalt or concrete, I, I find it hard to believe they could survive that because they've never had anything that dreadful happen to them before. So come on, people. Think about what you're doing.
0: A lot of guys think if, if that fish swims off, it's it's th- it's going to be living. Um, most fish die after they swim off.
1: Yeah, so, yep, that's right. I
0: mean, I mean if, you, if you've if you ever grown up uh, skinning catfish, cleaning catfish, eating size catfish, uh, you know, that head will still be sitting there uh, hours later breathing, just the head sitting there. Um, so the, just because, the you know, the gills are moving and, and, you know, you think that you know they're doing good, don't mean they're they're going to live, um, you know, days on. Uh, they they could just go straight off and die after you drop them. So I yeah, there's remember. a
1: percentage of it, dude.
0: I'm not saying t- if you drop one, take it home and clean it. Go ahead and let it go and tr- try to, so it'll have a chance to make it. <laughs> but um, you know, th- these fish are very, uh, they can. You know, they, they can really be damaged by mishandling. Uh,
2: Ken, uh, we're getting word that Ken Freeman does use the wastelings with the Bass Crow, which that's that's good. Good for him. And hopefully yeah, hopefully that's correct. And if not, you know, maybe they can be told about it, and they should. And You know, and, and sometimes it's going to take, uh, you know, a, a few of the members. There's going to be some tournament directors out there that are going to be like, I'm not going to go spend the extra money. I don't think I need it. Uh, and they but, don't
1: care about the fish like they say they do.
2: Yeah, but it could, like I said, if you've got a couple members, if you've got two or three members are, that are going to come up to him and say, hey, you know, we we don't care what you think, we think that you do,
1: you know, he's probably going to do it. Yeah. Here's 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 something right quick, and, and I know you're seeing it, Chris and Chuck. Uh, Heath Malone has just posted that Indiana Hunter will buy one for the ICA. Nice job, guys.
2: Okay. Yeah, congr- thank you very much. That is awesome, and so I can just see if I can talk them into into uh, buying one more, and I think that's all we would need is just to have two on hand. That, but you know that's what outstanding. I, it is awesome, and it's just unfortunate that you know Heath will never have to use one because he doesn't catch <laughs> it in the <my> face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
2: man, that was not on time. <laughs> oh, he no. He, not, now he said, "Never mind. I'm not buying you nothing."
1: <laughs> uh, so, what do you got to talk about tonight, Chris?
2: Oh, I've got a few things. I guess going on a little bit, just trying to keep on the same um, sort of subject in, in a way. I'm going to tell you right now. Here, here's you know, this is a what's up episode. These <laughs> are things that are going on. If you've been watching Facebook, you'll know what I'm talking about. Either either pretending to or actually doing selling fish to a facebook person is a bad idea whether you're pretending or not pretending it's not a good idea and i'm gonna tell you right now if you're actually one of these people and i know that there's tournament guys out there that are actually doing this at, at 4 and 500 dollars a pot for these big fish it's just too much of a temptation and they're selling these fish to guy, to these commercial guys to sell to pay lakes uh, or to pay lake owners or whoever they might be. Uh, they're selling these fish. And you're going to be caught. I'm telling you, you're going to be found out. And when you're found out, you're not going to be welcome in any tournament scene, tournament trail. And you might not even be safe <laughs> at that. That's very true. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you, whether you're pretending to be a seller or or whatnot, um, I guess without having the right proof in place or not being able to prove that you were just pretending beforehand, that's not going to be pretty either. And well, I it can, makes you nearly as
1: guilty. Yeah.
2: I mean, you just the whole thing of pretending to be a seller or pretending to be a buyer or whatever it might be. I mean, pretending to be the buyer, if if you've got enough people who, who know what's going on, I guess I, and you're trying to expose people, I can understand sort of in a way is what you're doing there. But the pretending to be a buyer. Yes. I'm glad my, my mic is not taped either. I got the exact, I got the exact same mic. It's just brand new. I just I had, to, I had to get another one. They're only like 20 bucks, but they're one of the best uh, mic combos on, on the market. I think so. Uh, Plantronics makes some of the best, you know, telephones and and microphone systems and things like that. I believe. Um, yeah, and, and I'm gonna tell you, and this this person that I'm talking about, who was pretending to be a fish seller, was a tournament director. Yep. And whether or not, you know, I'm not gonna go out and say that this person was, you know, actually gonna do it or wasn't gonna do it. I'm telling you, it's a bad idea to pretend. That you were going to do it. Um, that really, I don't see the benefit in that, except for you trying to figure out what, however much money you might be able to get out of it or what other guys might be getting out of it. But really, I just don't see that being very smart at all. Um, and then, and then have, and from what I read in in the whole situation, there was a very easy way for you to prove your innocence, and yet you continuously failed to do that, and basically just said you were done on Facebook. You know. So that almost seemed like you were just running from the whole thing. And I, and, I, and like I said, I'm not calling out any names. You people probably know exactly who I'm talking about. Um so it's not smart. The and and the people who are actually doing it you'll be found out. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And and, and I just I hope that your conscience or something will get the better of you beforehand or you start to get, you know, paranoid to the point of where you're not going to do it anymore and you stop it immediately. Uh, but, you know, the, the whole industry is is not going to be happy if they find out the people who, who are pretending and playing both sides. Um, there's, there's change coming. There's, you know, these laws, the stuff that we're talking about and complaining about every week on here, it's it's because of how many people believe in it and and how many people know it's not right and how how and the things are going to change. It's absolutely I'm guaranteeing that it's going to change. It might not be today or tomorrow, but it will change because when you know something's wrong and everybody that's got any common sense at all knows something's wrong, then it's only a matter of time before it gets changed. At least you would hope. And I think that if you got enough people that are that are pushing for that change, it happens. So, yeah, and if you're going to pretend to set up a sting, make
1: sure that the DNR is involved. <laughs> That's about, that would be a great idea, really, uh, if, if you think that you can, can, can actually get people to, to, that are breaking the law and you're trying to catch them, why would you do it without contacting the authorities and let them be in on the process uh, to make something happen of your, your hard work? Right. Yeah, I mean, if, if
0: two people are pretending, or even not pretending, any kind of misleading is distracting the, DN, the, the DNR from doing their job. They don't need to be in no worried about anybody pretending or doing anything. They're after the real thing. Help them get the real thing.
2: And uh, everything that you've read on the internet or hear on the internet is true. It has to. Be.
0: <laughs> of course, it came from the internet.
2: And I'm from France. Bonjour. <laughs> that was a 200
0: and uh, 380 pound catfish caught out of the Red River this week. How much?
1: 380. Yeah.
0: Okay. I seen it. Does it like a whale's catfish to me? I don't know how it got over here. Huh. Huh. Um. Yeah. You know, the, these guys. Um. These pay lakes they have to have these big fish to market their lake they're competing with each other there's probably a thousand pay lakes uh... Um, in tennessee ohio indiana kentucky and west virginia just those states there they have to get their clientele and by them buying these catfish four or five hundred dollars a whack they're using these fish for their marketing tools They're holding these fish up during their stocking videos and their pictures, and they're releasing these fish in front of everybody saying, hey, this fish is in here, come get it. Um, These guys who can't get these big fish, they're not going to have people come into their lake because the big fish are in the other ones. So these guys are going to be after the big fish. Uh, it's, It's one big marketing game. They're going to do whatever they can do to get that fish. So um, you're probably going to be getting messages, emails, and uh, people approaching you about this. Um, You know, what I would do is just turn their name in and just say, no, I don't do that. Don't cuss them out, none of that stuff. Don't be polite to them. Just say, Uh, no i don't sell to pay lakes turn their name in so they can be on a watch Um, if they're approaching guys trying to buy fish they're going to find somebody that needs that money and uh you know and and then the dnr is going to be on top of it
1: well the the thing that that gets me is when they make these these bids for these fish they do not like, the, like the, uh, the ad that was on uh, Craigslist for the St. Louis area last week, they, they did not make a clarification of whether you had to have commercial license or not. They was making an ad, if you caught a big fish, you put it away and keep it till they could get it, and they would pay you for it. Uh, boys, I'm telling you, if the conservation department finds out that you do not hold commercial license and you sell a fish like that, they're gonna hurt your pocketbook and they're gonna hurt really bad and you could stand to do time in jail personally if they catch you doing it I hope you do go to jail and I know that's a harsh thing to say but you're stealing the fish from not only me but from my kids my grandkids their grandkids and everybody else's and those guys will never have a chance to catch a fish like that if somebody don't do something and that's why it's so bad uh, to sell to these clowns that's putting these fish in these ponds to let them die.
0: And they will take all of your equipment. They'll take your truck, your boat, your fishing gear, and all that stuff will be auctioned off. Um, and then you'll probably be not be able to hold a fishing license. And uh, your, your fishing career will be pretty much up in smoke just by trying to make a quick grand.
1: Uh, if you need if you need money that bad, just go down to McDonald's. I don't know of any McDonald's that I've seen a long time that didn't have a help wanted sign out there. Uh, you know, that's it's a far better way to make money than selling fish out of the river.
0: And also, all these all these fish that are coming from different states and going into <laughs> these uh, certain ponds, they are bringing bacteria and viruses from these other lakes and they're contaminating these other fish so um they don't know where these fish are coming from they don't care they're just worried about a big fish so uh you know a lot of these uh, lakes and ponds they're going to have large fish kills um and they're going to have to start over again they're going to need they're going to need more fish um and so we need to keep these fish around because not only are these catfish competing with these commercial fishermen getting them, but we also have these diseases and these viruses and stuff in our natural waters. When these waters on the Tennessee River, Coosa Rivers, and stuff down here in the south get up around 100 degrees, uh, these bacterias get really bad, and we have some very big fish kills, and we see um, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90 bloated huge catfish floating down the river. And so, you know, these catfish, they're having to fight against natural stuff also. And, you know, if, if the commercial fishermen take so many, and then if the bacteria take so many, um, you know, there's not that many left. So, um, you know, that's the big deal right there. You know, the, you hear all these cat, uh, commercial guys saying, there's plenty of them out there. And then after one big fish kill, um, you know, from a chemical uh, leaking into the river, you know, a bad bacteria from uh, warm waters, hot waters, and stuff like that can can take a toll on a river or a a lake or a pool in a split minute. And um, you know, that's just what these guys aren't thinking about.
1: Well, you know, you've seen what. uh Chronic wasting disease done for some of the deer herds around here. It could just as easily be something in our water system to be that detrimental on not only catfish, but every fish in the waters. You know, all it takes is one to get out, pass it around, and before you know it, every one of them's got it.
0: Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. We had one a few years ago on Lake Gunnersville, um, and I actually sat in the boat on the main channel where the current was and just watched catfish after catfish. Mostly, I say eight out of ten were catfish, um, and that you know just floating by. Um, You know, a lot of them after they get bloated, you can tell by the length usually how big they are. But when they bloat, you know that they look massive. Um, So you really can't tell about the weights. But I know I've seen 70s, 80s, uh, you know, floating (coughs) past me from this these bacteria diseases. it it wasn't as huge as everybody said they were like well there's not gonna be any catfish left in the river uh no it wasn't that bad of a fish kill uh but um you know it's it can take its toll on it all right yeah i
2: got i got some more stuff here the uh um oh the another thing uh talk talk about this for this month was uh more Facebook drama, you know, more to the point of, you know, people getting to the, um, oh, to the point of where they don't want to fish, you know, for catfishing anymore. And and I've talked about this, uh, quite a few times. And you're going to find that on Facebook or Twitter or whatever the social media is that you're on or whatever, um... If if you're getting anywhere to the point if, you, if you've got a specific person that is negative you just I mean it's up to you it's up to yourself it's your own responsibility to preserve your passion for the sport if these people get to you if they're negative and it bothers you in any way at all delete them unfriend them who cares if, if they're really a good friend of yours or they're not a good friend of yours? If they're taking away your passion, it's up to you to preserve that. And I, and I read this and I know that and there's there are specific people who are very bad about nonstop keeping drama going on Facebook, nonstop posting negativity, um, calling people name you know just calling people cheaters, doing doing things where. It's just uncalled for, and it just has no place. And it, and it, you know, once it gets to the point to where it's affecting you at all, do not hesitate to preserve your passion for the sport. Get rid of that person from your from your circle. Don't don't allow them to to bother you. Don't allow, you know, there. Like I've always said too, there there's drama and, and there's things that go on in every aspect of life. It's all about how you're able to handle it and deal with it and move on. Um so that's what like that's why I'm saying that as soon as it gets to that that person gets to the point where you feel like it's bothering you it really like to in your core it's bothering you it's time to let that person go it's time to just you know go your separate ways on Facebook it might doesn't mean you have to stop being friends with them but you know for Facebook in order you know something that you're seeing every single day that Facebook has became you know a big part of a lot of people's lives today you know, the forums and things are kind of moving away and Facebook is, is where it's at. And you have to, you have to be intelligent and, and did diligent on how your everyday interactions on this social media are going to, are going to work. And, and if it's you constantly defending yourself from someone being negative or defending others from someone being negative or, Dealing with some sort of drama, it, it's going to take an effect on you at some point, and you have to re, you have to make that decision. And you should do that. I, if if you're on there every day, I think you should make that decision every day. You should watch your posts, follow your wall. There's things you can do besides unfriending them too. You can turn off all all posts from them so you don't see their posts anymore. Um, you know, if you don't really want to hurt that person's feelings, you you like the person, but you only want to see what they have to say when you. When you want to see it, you know, just turn all their posts off and then go to their page whenever you feel like going to it. There's lots of things that you can do to control that. And I don't want to see people losing the passion because of people who are negative. And, you know, there's negative people that are out there. There's a lot of them. Um, And it could be something, you know, they're jaded for whatever reason. Something's happened to them, and they want to turn it around and and make everybody else as miserable as they are, you know, misery loves company. Um, just don't let it happen. You know, that's, that's my advice to everybody is, you know, preserve your own passion for the sport. Don't let people take that away from you. Facebook is a big deal and and people are using it a lot. And if you want to continue to use it, you know, make your experience as best as you can, then that's in your control. You have to, you have to make those decisions to make your Facebook experience a good one. So does that
1: mean that you and and, uh, Rob Clodfelder are going to go ahead and and wear the tops and bottoms that we have pictures of? What's that got to do with anything? (laughs) Well, what it has to do with is you guys still being buds at the end. One of you wear a top, one of you wear a bottom, and then we'll all get to see it.
2: I'll wear the top.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Come on, Rob. You know you want to wear that bottom. (laughs)
2: but uh some other things going on um the the cabela's tournament that just happened down on uh pickwick wilson uh my my last year's partner um and good friend uh daniel lux and rob douglas they ended up getting big fish down there at this tournament they only ended up with seventh place because they just couldn't find anything to go with it but uh they had a real nice 68 and a half pound a uh, blue cat that they turned in for big fish. So congratulations, you guys. Um, I know you, you were down there for a week, and you know, being guys from Indiana and not being a home lake and everything, I think that's a great job. Um, you know, you really worked for it. But uh, also a little bit, um, the United for Catfish, if you guys remember that, that's a project that I had going a while back, uh, probably over a year ago now. Um, it kind of died in, in the water. You know, I had a guy pretty much paid for to, to do some things on it and he sh- sort of just disappeared and I just don't have the time to do it myself. I'm hoping and I'm not making promises people, but I really do hope and it's, it's something, there's a guy that recently got in contact with me, He sort of didn't know that this existed and he had the same idea, He's looking for some, some way to unite a lot of different states together um, and, and, you know, have a place for everybody to share information and, and, work together and, and, uh, sort of be united on a front. Um, he, he's got with me, we had a good long talk last night, it sounds like he's, he's pretty interested and has the time to be able to work on the site, so, uh, he's going to be working on the United for Catfish, uh, website, the forums and things, and, and, uh, I told him to just take it and go off with it. You know, we you know we seemed like we were on the same page with everything. Um, he's an administrator, got cPanel access for the for the hosting and everything. So hopefully in in the next few months or whatever, hopefully maybe even sooner, you know, we'll have that you know really up and going and we can start advertising it and getting people together and and using that resource. Um, it, it's something that I had a big um, passion for. I had a big you know, I thought it was a great idea over a year ago. It's been probably two years since I thought of it, if not more. Um, so I really hope to see it actually take off and work and, and be utilized. Um, one other thing that I have, uh, myself and Ron Streeter. Ron Streeter is who won the uh, um, Gone Fishing uh, with Gary Turner, Gone Fishing Adventures with Gary Turner, uh, the trip with him. Uh, we're all going and we're going to meet and we're just, uh, we're just going to, it's not, it's not really a guided trip. We're just going to go out as, as three buds and go out fishing. We're going to go hit Wheeler. Um, it's not necessarily his local lake or anything, but we're going to, we decided that's where we all wanted to fish anyway. And, um, I'm leaving Wednesday morning three early, early in the Wednesday morning to meet up with Ron and we're going to be down there, uh, fishing Wheeler on uh Thursday Friday or, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe a little bit Friday morning. Um, so I can't wait. Hopefully I'm going to get some uh, some video and some pictures for Catfish Weekly and stuff to share with you guys. Um, it, it does look like we're going to have some rain on Thursday and Friday, so I can't say that I'm going to be able to get a ton of video and, and, and photos or anything, but I'm really going to try on Wednesday. Um, so hopefully we have a good time. We all catch some good fish. Uh, I know Gary's, he's just an awesome, awesome guy, so we're going to have a good time fishing, I believe. Um, Hopefully, we're going to catch some skipjack, things like that, and get on some decent fish up on Wheeler, and uh, get some some good, beautiful shots of, there's a section of river uh, on Wheeler that is just, I think it's one of the most awesome looking places I've ever been, and hopefully, we're going to end up there one of the days, and I'll get a little bit of footage of that for you guys, and. I'll share that with you, but uh, I do know that uh, old Heath said that he did, they bought, he bought and paid for, and it's, the waistling is on its way, so I know that uh, myself, you know, I personally thank you, Heath, that's an Indiana hunter, that's that's uh, great that you're doing that for the ICA, uh, I know they're, everybody will appreciate it, and it'll be nice and be used, I believe, so uh, somebody, you know, it'll be nice for Casey and Chuck and James and all them guys that catch them big old fish to have that wasteland. <laughs> and Ron, Ron, Ron catches some big fish too there, so he's in the contention normally. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm gonna be out with Ron. Maybe I'll learn some things from Ron. He'll he'll uh he'll get me on uh get me a little educated out there, and I'll pick up something, a thing or two from him. Uh, I can't wait. I'm abs- I'm just. I love going down there at Wheeler ever since I've been there the first time in, in Gunnersville and and I've never fished Wilson or Pickwick yet, but um, you know maybe we'll do a little bit out there. I'm not sure, but I can't I just I can't wait. I'm I'm really excited for it.
0: Painted Bluff is the most beautiful.
2: That's what I'm talking about.
0: It's beautiful and the the uh, the big flatheads are waking up and they're killing cut skipjack right now.
2: That's what I'm talking about.
0: The water temperatures uh you know, in the high fifties. Um and it really turns on right when it hits sixty, so um right now it's fifty five or where Sunday it was fifty five, so it should be about where you need it to be when you get here.
2: Yeah, it's saying seven seventy five degree days for, for Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, somewhere around there. So yeah. seventy five should be nice. I do I, I do have a couple other things that I forgot. Um Last week when we talked about gear and, and products that we use and things like that, um, no, one of the things I forgot are my my uh, onboard chargers. I use uh, Minn Kota Precision chargers. I have a four bank and a three bank. Um, you know they're basically top of the line chargers, and I use those. And as far as uh, you know, for this week I just said that we're going to have some rain down there. Last time I went out, I'm going to be honest with you. I had the Frog Togs. Um, it, it wasn't like their top end uh, set with bibs or anything, but it was the, I'd say I'd say it's like their mid tier set. It costs like fifty bucks for the set. It has the pants and the the jacket that you can buy for like between nineteen and twenty nine bucks a piece. So it's fifty to six fifty to sixty dollars for the little set. Um, I was absolutely soaked, and that wasn't the winter on Wheeler tournament that we all went down and fished. Um. I, it rained and i was just <laughs> soaked to the bone and i and i had that that frog dog suit on it soaked me all the way through my clothes were soaked i, I just said i'm not doing this again i need to get a quality set of rain gear um, so this uh yesterday as a matter of fact i ordered the uh, frayville f2 um, surge rain gear and hopefully uh, that's going to be amazing for me you know i'll be wearing that out there on thursday or friday if i need to but That's just a couple other of the products that I I forgot to mention that I use and and I will be using and have used.
1: I will will give a shout out to a company called Next Pack. We was at the support show this weekend. Cindy and I was. Uh, We picked up a couple of these bags, and I'm gonna pick them up so people can see them. Uh, Just to give you an idea, we got the smaller ones. I don't know if you can see this or not, but there's pockets all over this thing. It has pockets on the front. It has pockets on the back. It has pockets on the ends, the sides, the, the back. I wanted one to put all my videos and camera stuff in. Cindy wanted one to put in the boat so that we had uh, we could just pick up our personal stuff in one bag and put it in there. These bags are not waterproof. They're water resistant. There's no waterproof um uh, zippers that I'm aware of at present time but if you spray them with a tent waterproofing it makes a huge difference but I can now put three GoPros and a big camera in that and my uh, 35 millimeter have all everything into one bag and fix it to where it's not going to be an issue and uh, throw something over top of it if I'm worried if it were in a lot of rain or put it in a dry storage uh, spot in the boat and uh, when we get ready to go, everything will be in two bags. Just lift them up and put them in a boat. These were the neatest things that I had run across in a long time, and I think they're going to work out really well for us.
2: Yeah, um, before we go, I know, Chuck, we were talking a little bit about um, a specific individual on Facebook. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the, there's some. There's a guy that's got a bunch of groups open, and – He's getting lots of members, lots of followers, um, you know, and, and likes. It, they're they're concentrating on selling T-shirts. Um, they're, they're giving the wrong impressions to the the guys who are looking up to him. Uh, one of his groups, last time I seen before I left it, um, it was up over four thousand members. You know, and these guys, um, you know, if if they're they're playing every side of the fence. Um, You know, they're they're in the parking lot, they're in the concession stand, they're trying to see from the express box, they're wanting to get every aspect of catfishing there is uh, to market to Um, the the stuff that come across their groups. um, You know, people holding catfish in their yards and they're praising them you know very good catch they're not trying to um, I could see. you know if it's a brand new member you know and you bring it across to them hey CPR is where it's at if you mention CPR and you try to educate somebody they will actually delete the post and most of the time um, you know you'll go ahead and get kicked off of the group or banned or however they do it um th- they're saying they don't want any uh any you know any confrontations or anything um but they're trying to say, um, they're, they're they're bad for the um they're, they're bad for the catfishing world these guys are um you know they're coming up they're they're wanting the catfish and they're getting their uh, they're getting their information from these groups that um, you know they're not worried about what these guys are seeing. You know these guys are coming out with um, you know guy, fish being held by the gills, big uh, sixty and seventy pound flatheads, with guys just. Um, you know, trying to military press them by the gills plates. The gill plates spread out like an umbrella, Um, you know, and and the administrator saying, awesome fish, that is outstanding. You don't see nothing else in that post about don't pick fish up by the gill plates, that's wrong. Um, You know, most of the time they're probably not going to release it anyway because it looks like they're standing in the middle of their neighborhood. Um, But... If, if you're a member of these groups uh, and you know people who are, um, you know, please help them with this. Let them know. Um, I, I tried to hang out as long as I could and, and try to change the perception of the group, um, but after a little bit of comfort, you know, confrontation with the administrator, we didn't see eye to eye on anything. Um, so you know, I decided it was best if I left every group he had something to do with. Now I'll and
2: tell you right now chuck after it,
0: checking there was five groups that he was administrator on, and um he don't want to hear anything about somebody's doing something wrong he He thinks you're bull- he calls it bullying that you're bullying them because you're telling them you know that they're holding the fish wrong. you're gonna make them not want to catfish anymore if you act like that toward them um you know, James Love, you're you're bad for the sport. You need to get on your get on your game with your groups, um, and and get them where they need to be. These guys need to know the right way
1: of doing things. I agree 100%, Chuck. And I've i uh, omitted myself from anything he has anything to do with. That's exactly
2: what I was going to say. Is if you don't want to say his name, I'll I'll say his name. You know, that's if if you look on your friends list and you see. Uh, James Love, you know, I would say, you know, in my opinion, if if he's not willing to do things that are really helpful for the sport, then I have no, no, uh, useful intent for him. So
0: he's uh, uh, he's actually, um, you know, liking and commenting on Pay Lakers. Got things he's trying to get anything that he can sell a catfish shirt for. These guys are just trying to get as many members as they can. I guess want to sell a t-shirt business or something, uh, but if you're in it for the wrong reasons, you don't need to be in it, um,
2: especially not in a place of leading groups and running groups. I mean that, and your whole goal is really just to sell t-shirts and you don't have any real passion for the sport itself or the fish, then uh, I think people have a right to know who you are and what you're about.
0: Actually, you can can go um, on the Facebook page and and go to his friends list, and there's a search bar that you can search his members. Put in Paylakes. See how many Paylakes comes up? Uh, He's friends with James Reed, which is the leading um, commercial – Pay Lake fisherman and pay lake owner in the country. He's friends with Tim Abbott, every one of these guys that are trying to push pay lakes. Um, you know, he's just trying to get in, his foot in the door. It don't matter. If it's about a catfish, that's all he's worried about. He don't care what reason it's for.
1: It's just for the wrong reasons. I don't care. Which side of the fence you're standing on, that's that's the wrong deal. And uh, like I say, I I personally won't have anything to do with a guy like that. Um, I keep getting friend requests and and asking me to join the groups. I have omitted myself from anything he has to do with, and I will continue to do so. Uh, At this point, I'm not sure if he made amends, if I could ever go back to him for all uh, of the bad stuff that he's trying to do to the sport. And maybe he don't realize he's doing it. But I'm telling you, the man is bad for catfishing.
0: Yes, and there's some other groups that um, I think he thinks they're trying to compete with him. Um, you know, and they're from around the same areas and stuff that I guess some of the guys used to fish together. Uh, you know, some of these guys have been turned in the Facebook for some small little contest, uh, you know, small little friendly contest by somebody. Um, I don't know who's turning these guys in just for ha- trying to have a little bit of fun and you know giving away a couple of little gift cards, but um, you know it, it's got to be somebody that's in it for the wrong reasons. Is, is
1: that's exactly audience. right. We're fixing to lose one of the most outstanding uh, pages on Facebook due to somebody like this. Uh, Phil Brown has put up catfish winter circle for about a year it is a outstanding facebook page one of my favorites i look at it every week he works his tail off to make it one of the greatest things that you could ever be involved with in tournament catfishing to see what everybody's done across the united states and we're fixing to lose that because of some butt clown uh jealousy or money or whatever it is and i'm promising you phil don't make a dime off it he spends money to be able to put this information up so we all can enjoy it and some clown would turn him in for giving away a gift card now what, what kind of person does that
2: uh-huh. yeah there yeah there's same kind of person that fishes a pay lake <laughs> well, you
0: know there you go or who wants uh, to sell a t-shirt to the biggest pay lake owner and commercial fisherman of pay lakes um, yeah
1: i've i've spent uh, hours outside a motel room with Phil Brown, talking with him. And and I'm not telling you that everything we talk about him and I agree on, but the man works his butt off to make a wonderful thing for everybody that tournament fishes to see who done what over, over the the course of a, a week or a month or the year for nothing. I mean, he he gives away stuff out of his own pocket and pays for all this stuff and, and gets donations from people, and for somebody to do that to somebody that works that hard to benefit all of us it is just lower than a whale turd. That's it's just like, all I can say about it's it. It's like
2: what I was saying. It's somebody that's doing something very positive in our sport. Something that it's, it's a very positive thing, um, and somebody who is a very negative person, who is very either very negative or very. I'd say they got to be very negative or even. Jealous, jealous, I jealous. guess. But uh, jealousy is a, ne- a negative in its own. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just a negative person in general, and that's it's the kind of people that that aren't good for a sport. They're not good for much, really, at all. You know, so you know, I, I do feel bad for Phil, and and he does, you know, a lot of us, you know, we do this, you know, for the most part out of our pockets, and and you know, and for the love of our sport, and. You know, it's not like uh, we've got a you know big corporation giving us each you know sixty to a hundred grand a year to do this or anything. This is just passion and,
1: and love of the sport and 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 that's the same reason Phil does it. He didn't do it for money. He done it because he enjoyed doing it. He's trying to promote the sport of catfishing, and somebody to stab him in the back like that is just completely unfair. Yep.
2: So, but well, we're running long now. So, uh, Chuck, if you got anything to close out.
0: Uh, yes, um, I just want to mention uh, that Daniel with the Alabama Catfish Trail, in, in a couple of weeks, he's going to be holding a tournament on Lake Jordan on the Coosa River. It's one of the uh, lowest pools down in the Montgomery area. It's going to be from 7 to 4, and it's going to be out of the state ramp. That's all I got for the night.
1: All right, Lyle. Um April 11th, Louisiana, Missouri, Twisted Cat Outdoors will be holding a tournament down there. i uh, like to see everybody show up. Uh, we're going to have fish, fish should be biting. They've been on fire everywhere. Uh, I'm not sure what the weather's going to be. It's a little bit far out for that. But uh, bring you some bait. Come catch some fish. We'd love to have you fish our tournaments. Alex Nagy's got the $300 money. Uh, for the top place in C Arc in every tournament we have this year, so come get you some of that boys. All right. Now
2: the um Oh I just had it on the tip of my tongue and I forget already. <laughs> I'm getting so old and crazy. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Go ahead,
2: go ahead Chuck. Go
1: ahead. I, I gotta remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> he's he's not old is he Chuck? Uh uh-uh. uh well you ain't either
2: Oh, did you have something else, Chuck?
0: No, I'm, I'm good.
2: Okay. Um. Damn. No, the uh, I believe the ICA doesn't have a tournament until uh, April 11th, I believe. I can tell you real quick here. I know there is two tournaments this in April that it has. Um, April 11th at Worthington, and then the 25th is at Geist. Uh these are both points tournaments. Um so you do need to be a member, but like I said, there is the uh uh new thing that we're doing this year where you can be a uh ten dollar one day trial member. Um if you have any questions about that you can quest, you can ask us on Facebook, the Indiana Catfish Association, uh, or myself, Chris Wallace. Uh you can just send me a message and, and I'll try to answer it the best I can. Um It's nothing sadder than an aged fud. <laughs> no, but the uh, uh, I look forward to, to being down on Wheeler here here soon. I can't. If anybody else is going to be down that way, um, you know, maybe get it with me on Facebook or, or say hello if you see us out there in the boat. We'll be out there with uh, I'll be, I believe it's a White crest liner. I can't remember. That's uh, Ron Streeter's boat. Um, so, you know, stop by and say hello or whatever. I uh, will be I'll at the be Wheeler. There,
0: I'll be there uh Saturday and Sunday, so you'll be gone already. Yeah, right? I think
2: we're leaving Friday, so I think we'll be gone.
0: Some of us have to work.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um thanks for everybody that showed up tonight. Um I know like I said it's getting to be warmer. People are going to start being out fishing a little more. Uh hopefully we can still keep the the viewership up through the through the nice months here and everything and Oh yeah, I know what it was. I do have a giveaway plan for next month. Uh, I'll be giving away a package every week of next month, but I'm not going to give you uh, any details about it until next Monday. Um, I believe what I'm going to do.
1: Why
2: not? Because
1: I can't I'm, get in. I, I can't hone in on this stuff if you don't tell me what it is. I believe what I'm, I'm I
2: believe I'm going to release it sometime. Um. Actually, what I yeah I might do it anyway. Here's what I'm going to do. I might, and, and sometime tonight on our Facebook page, or on our page, not our group, on the page, I'm going to put a, a picture of myself, Chuck, or Lyle, and I can't, I, I'm going to look through some pictures, and I'm going to decide which one it is, and I'm going to have you guys do a caption contest. You guys got to take it, do a caption contest, you caption it, next week we'll decide on that caption contest, the first one, we're probably going to do all three of us as, as for each week, we're going to do a picture of us with a caption contest. And I'm going to give you a prize, but you're not going to know what the prize is. I'm not going to tell you right now until uh, next week. And I'll give you some more information. There's also more to go along with the prize. There's something that everybody is going to get a deal out of. Um, so, yeah, next Monday, um, just before, uh, probably tonight though, I'll put, I'll put a picture up. You can caption contest it, put your caption on it. Uh, we'll vote before the next episode, and then on that that show, we'll uh, pick a winner and they'll give uh... <laughs> 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 we'll give uh, we'll give somebody the prize pack. We'll get it sent out to them, and we'll give away one of these prize packs. Ever, I believe there's four prize packs total, so we'll have one for every every week of March, I believe, or April. I'm sorry. Um, let me see. How many weeks are in April? Monday. Oh, there's there's five. So, <laughs> Jeez, or no, wait a minute. No, there's not. No, there's not. There's four. Uh, I was like, okay. I was looking at Thursday. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Yeah, I'm no kidding. <laughs> hey, uh, did you
1: Don't see uh, Chad's post there? Extreme tournament trail,
2: uh, April 25th in Madison, Indiana. Nope, but we got plenty of time. So.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: That's on there. You just said it. All right. Um, so that I think that's all I have. Um hopefully uh people catch some big fish and post them on Catfish Weekly Facebook page and share it with everybody. Keep get some kids out there fishing. Just stay on my spot, it's all I asked to do
1: it. Don't do go on my spot, don't do it.